after? Yeah. Okay, you want to start with this page first and then kind of go from there? Yeah. Okay, he kind of looks like, um, why did, what does he look like? He looks like <laughs> Severus Snape, the guy, Alan Rickman a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Just like a little bit. Oh, hey, we're recording. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's Josh. And Kamala. And this is what we're into. Woohoo! <laughs> Very funny start to the show. Yeah, I didn't even know I did it. Yeah. I was too busy looking at my Google. Uh, this is a date night podcast uh, where two 30-something-year-olds uh, talk about things they like and how they spend their very limited free time together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is not a history podcast or anything like that. Uh, we don't do deep dives. We are literally just talking about things that we like and why we like them and you know how, how we feel. This is a feelings podcast. It's a, a feel-good. It, it's... It's a it's a feelings, not a fact. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talk about some stuff. Sometimes we do, we do moderate dives. We do Wikipedia in dives. We give you enough information that if you're not sure yourself, then we have a, a valid information for you to be like, oh, that's what they're talking about. Instead of us just being like, this is what we like, blah 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 blah, and you're being like, I still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see what the appeal is. I you don't just... know why you're just spilling things to me. What? You, you shouted at me for thirty minutes and then asked me to donate to your Patreon. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> okay then. <laughs> yeah. Camilla. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. How are you? I'm very tired. Yeah. I'm asleep. And I cut my thumb. Yeah, just before the podcast. And just before we recorded, I cut my thumb, so that's why Camilla's in control of the Wikipedia yes. t- today, so she's she gets to talk for more than I talk. Oh, good. That's <laughs> what they want to hear. Well, I'm exhausted, and I can't I can't use my iPad, so oh. it's, it's up to you. It's up to me, y'all. You're driving the ship tonight. All right, let's do the ship. <laughs> driving the ship. So, uh, it took us a little while to figure out what we were going to do the episode on. We had a couple ideas. Um, we settled on, uh, Good Omens, Mm -hmm. which is an excellent show, but, uh, because we felt it was kind of like a narrow for one of our episodes, we expanded it to, uh, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman, the uh, author. Author, yes. Yeah. Um, should we put the intro music for Good Omens, though? May as well, right? Yeah, sure, why not? Alright, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll find it. You can find that. Yeah. Neil Gaiman is an English author of short fiction, novels, comic book, graphic novels, nonfiction, audio theater, films. Uh, His works include comic book series The Sandman, Mm -hmm. uh, the novels Stardust, American Gods, Caroline... Or Coraline. Coraline! Caroline! I can't believe I screwed that up. Uh, The Graveyard Book... Uh, he has won numerous awards, including the Hugo Nebula and all these other fancy things that he's won, and that's that's cool. It means I think he's he owns an Emmy too. That means he's cool. 
That means he's good at what he does. That means he's good. Um, we're not going to go into his life story because that's not what we're talking about. We you can guys can look that about. about up yourselves. Well, we'll talk about the various um, various books and stuff. I think that's where we're sticking at. Yeah. Camilla. Yeah. We're going to talk about American... Or not American Gods. Well, well we might talk about American Gods. Well, we're we can talk about... say what he's done and what we've already seen and liked. Yeah. Where did you start with Neil Gaiman? What was your first Neil Gaiman book? I guess it's Coraline, and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> I didn't. I don't look at authors unless I really dig the author, and it's not to say that I didn't dig the author. It's just Coraline was one of those little short novels that I really, that really enjoyed, and, and I think I got into it when I was in elementary, probably, maybe even junior high. It must have been an English. Closer to junior high. It might have been an English reading. Well, two thousand and two, so probably yeah. junior high. So definitely read it when. Um, God, two thousand two. Holy shit! Yeah, definitely for English reading. I remember really enjoying the book. Um, and then I think the next like big thing was Stardust, but mm. it was the movie, not yeah. the book. And I really love the movie. the The movie was wonderful. Enjoyed that a lot. It has and then uh, uh, Daredevil. Yes, it does. The, the guy who plays yes, Daredevil. Yes, it does. I did not realize lead that. Character. Yes, it does. That's a very good movie. <laughs> he got sexier. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, He's he, did. A, he was a little too plasticine back in in the that day he got more attractive when he got rough looking in well yeah a little haggard <laughs> yeah, and a little haggard um so Coraline <laughs> Stardust for myself and then later on Josh and I watched Good Omens and we've dabbled in American Gods we haven't watched all of it because it's quite brutal it's pretty brutal um I haven't really read any of the graphic novels or anything I've heard uh Josh talk about them mm. I've even listened to a Neil Gaiman uh, deep dive with Wizard and the Bruiser, and that was really helpful. Because <laughs> Going back to the Wizard and the Bruiser. Wizard and the Bruiser is probably your best choice if you want some deep want dive some deep pop dive culture, you know, stuff. Just because they're really fun about it. They get a little deeper. They tell you a little bit more information, but you know, they're enthusiasts as well. But they're more of a deep dive than we are. But I mean, this uh, this podcast is literally just this is a way station to get to yeah, Wizard just to get the to them after. It's like you yeah. come you come here to. To, to be interested, to and then you go to them to get the facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, wasn't there another book that I read that you bought me? I did buy a book because yeah. I thought it was very important for you to know about my sense of humor and my writing styles. Yeah, and that was, uh, unfortunately, The Milk. Fortunately, The Milk. Fortunately, The Milk. There's nothing unfortunate about uh, that's Milk. That's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fortunately, but, The Milk. Fortunately, The Milk. And it's actually quite good. It's a it, book it's I bought three fucking times so far. <laughs> well, yes. But it's very sweet, and I really enjoyed reading it. I really like the art that went along with it, so mm-hmm. that really helped. But, but that's because that's Scotty Young, and you love Scotty Young. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. But yeah, that's pretty much my background with Neil Gaiman. I, did, I just didn't realize how much I actually knew. Like, it's one of those things where I don't pay attention to music artists or book artists. <laughs> or I don't pay attention to anything. It's just like, oh, yeah, I really like it. And you then, like, like something, y- and then you- Years later, I'm just like, that was them? Oh, my God! <laughs> like... I had no idea I was actually into that kind of person or that that kind of author and stuff. I mean, there's only one author that I, like, literally buy all the books for, and that was um, Amelia Atwater. Yes. And I have tons of her books, but that was because I was, like, into the vampires and stuff. And there's such short stories that I, like, literally went to chapters and just, like, give them to me, all of them, thank you. (laughs) She's lying, of course. What? I'm sure I could get you some K.A. Applegate, and you'll just be like, oh, fuck yeah! (laughs) Probably. 
Uh, they did you? other things besides the Animorphs? Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, that was the, those were the days. I mean, I think every girl's ghost is one of those phases where they're just like into werewolves and vampires and in they animorphs. think in animorphs and <laughs> but, I mean, shit. That was like, the same with it's me, fantasy. So it's every girl like that wants that kind of stuff, especially light when fantasy. it has light fantasy, mostly when it comes with romance, because that shit don't happen in real life. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> Two things I know. You can't turn into an animal in real life, <laughs> no. and people don't actually fall in love. That's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. <laughs> That's just, that was, in, love was invented by Hallmark to sell cards. Exactly. <laughs> Damn you all. Yeah. How about you? Um... <laughs> Oh, frick. Uh, I think Coraline might have been my first introduction, but for the movie. Mm, oh. Yeah. Um, I know that the first Neil Gaiman book I read was American Gods, and so I was 20, I think. Um, I, I read it at a recommendation from my sister, because mm-hmm. she really loved Neil Gaiman. And... I think Coraline was first. Was his big sister? Or yeah, big sister. Okay, big sister. Yeah. Okay. I don't think my little sister loves Neil Gaiman. She's odd about her she interest. Has a she has a very specific, specific interest in like <laughs> literature and stuff. That's true. And right now it's Stephen King. So yes, it's like, that is her that's jam all right she now. reads. Um, <laughs> which is fine because he has a lot of books. But mm-hmm. um, I read American Gods, uh, and I was reading it. I was working in a call center, not the same call center I work at now, but different call center. Because <laughs> um, that is my only skill, is to answer <laughs> to phones get and be tired. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was reading American Gods. I got super embarrassed because of the prostitute scene. Oh, in did it. you? Yeah. Well, because I'm, I'm sitting at my desk and it's, you know, they're not really cubicles. They're just kind of like slightly walled off, but yeah. otherwise it's just a big long table with walls dividing the chairs. Yeah, kind of like in school. When yeah, you, yeah, pretty much. Uh, or a library, yeah. I guess. It's like, it's not really a cubicle because you don't have... It's just a desk with walls. Yeah, it's a desk with walls, so... Um, <laughs> But uh, I'm sitting and I'm reading and I get to, uh, in American Gods, they're, like, all of these new gods are being created because of the things that, you know, society, like, society today worships things differently than, you know, the old gods. So, like, there is a god of sex and... Uh, the god of sex is a prostitute who devours people with her vagina. So, uh, yes, I remember that in the show. In the show. Um, so I'm reading this book, and then it goes on to this divergence of, like, because, ex- like, at the beginning of each chapter, they explain these other gods that exist in America. And I get to that, and I'm reading it, and I can feel myself getting really flush because I'm just like, it feels like a crime that I'm reading this at a place of business. I don't feel like I Not should be reading. Not safe for work. Yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, the difference between, like, uh, getting to a steamy part in a novel, nobody fucking sees. Like, it's just, it's all internal. It's yeah. just like, I'm sitting there probably flush as a freaking tomato, sitting there being like, oh god, just I just gotta go. get, I gotta get through this, where, where does it, where does this one end? I gotta get to the other side Can of I just this. skip this part? Yeah, um, but, uh, yeah, so I was embarrassed, embarrassedly reading at a call center, 
Um, so that was an interesting You're funny. Uh, experience with uh, <laughs> with Neil Gaiman as the author. Um, but uh, no, I that did start a start a, a pretty big love for his stuff, and then after that. Oh no, I lied. Uh-oh. That wasn't the first one that I read. Uh, I actually read Good Omens first. Shame on you for being dishonest. I know. Because <laughs> um, I, I liked uh, Terry Pratchett yes. uh, before, and my uh, sister's like, well, this Terry Pratchett wrote with Neil Gaiman. Yes. You know, so, you know, try this. And I loved it. And I'm like, hey, that was really great. Is, like, Terry Pratchett and, like, are, is Neil Gaiman's stuff a lot like Terry Pratchett? She's like, no, <laughs> but if you want to try Neil Gaiman, probably start with this one. And then I read it. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, and then after that, uh, I was reading Sandman. Uh, the graphic novels, The graphic right? novels, which is equally as weird and disturbing because Neil Gaiman's working through some stuff in his writing, I guess. Um, It's uh, very good, though. Uh, I think that was... I mean, the Neil Gaiman Sandman stuff also, like, um, inspired a lot of, like, my comic writing. Mm -hmm. Um, At least, like, comic writing for themes. I mean, I'm mostly you mostly see it when I'm doing like hella and stuff yeah is, for sure that's, that's where you see the Sandman inspiration in my hella stuff so. yeah uh, but yeah I mean I've read a ton of their books so far so so you've read Stardust I've read Stardust uh, have you read Coraline I have and <laughs> you read Fortunately Milk yes because I that okay that is my I bought it three times the first time I bought it for me, but I have a habit of lending my books out without ever expecting them back. <laughs> and if I lend a book to somebody, I'm like, hey, you should really read this one. I love it. It's really important to me. And if I get it back, then great. If not, you know, I'll buy it again later. Um, that's also why I have I have had to buy uh, the Douglas Adams, the... Um, uh, um, Dirk Gently books and uh, Hitchhiker's Guide I've had to buy multiple times because I just lend them out. Stop lending them out. I know, I'm sorry. Just, just, you're wasting the, so much money. When a book is important to me, I want to share it. Tell um, them to buy it themselves. So <laughs> so the reason I lent that book out was because I was reading it for like the third time and it was in my backpack. And I met up with a friend who I hadn't seen in a long time and we were talking and I'm like, oh, this is what I read. It's really great. You should read it. And then they just never, I never talked to them again. So that's, that's it for that book had to go away. Fair. All right. Well, here's a few of his books here. Tell yes. me which ones you've read. Oh, okay. Read. So let's, uh, okay. Um, I have read, uh, a bunch of Sandman. You own them too. I, I own a bunch of Sandman. I haven't read through the entire thing though. Uh, so the truth is a cave in the Black Mountain uh, is a short story that was also included in one of his other books. So I've read that. Okay. Um, There's some more Sandman. More Sandman. More Sandman. Oh, the day I swapped my father for two goldfish, I believe. Haven't read that one yet, uh, but that was more of a I couldn't find it in any bookstore, so I I just you know ran out of time to grab it. Uh, yeah, he's written a bunch of Batman. Uh, I haven't read any of his Batman stuff, unfortunately. 
Uh, Good Omens, obviously I read. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you want to give a brief synopsis of Good Omens? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, Just by yourself? Yeah, you you go for it. I'm Uh, going to sit back. I'm going to have a little dad nap in my chair. Um, Good Omens. Uh, You have a devil and an angel, Mm -hmm. and they have been with Earth from the beginning. Yeah. And... They pretty much just stay on Earth up until present day, and they've just been doing their own thing. Yep. And they get word that basically, they I guess the Antichrist. Yeah, the Antichrist is about to be born, and so yeah, it kind of starts from there. Like the devil goes off and does his thing because it's like prophesized, right? Yeah. And he needs to make sure that you know the child gets in the arms of. A particular family that will raise him properly so that he can, you know, be the Antichrist, be the Antichrist <laughs> himself. Yeah. And there's some fun twists and turns along the way, and it blows your mind to find out how it all works. And I think the beautiful part of that whole movie is the relationship between the devil and the angel. Yeah. Because they've been on Earth for so long. It's, um, it's in in the show they are portrayed by David Tennant and Michael Sheen and they're beautiful and they're beautiful wonderful. they play just great so together amazing like you just you automatically fall in love with them because they're just so perfect together oh, and then you just love the, their characters as well why can't I remember the angel's name do you remember oh shoot I'd have to actually look <laughs> it up because uh, I know um, uh, the the devil or the demon uh, is named. Uh, Crawley at Crawley. the beginning, but he changes his name to Crowley, so it's a little more trendy. And uh, Aziraphale, yes, Aziraphale, Aziraphale uh, is the angel. Uh, the demon loves hanging out and having fun on Earth and drinking and partying and having a good time, and as long as he does enough destruction and inconvenience, then he's allowed to stay on Earth. Yeah. Uh, they tally him as being, you know, doing a good job as a demon, as yeah. long as he's messing around enough. Yeah. And the angel loves Earth because he loves food and old books. And yes. As long he actually as, opens his own bookstore, which is wonderful. <laughs> as long as he's doing enough good, putting enough good in the world without getting in the way of uh, the human's free will, then he's allowed to stay on Earth. And eventually, well, they be they are friends. They are friends. They're friends from the beginning. They're right from the beginning. They just they're refuse friends. to accept that they're yeah, friends. Yeah, it's true. Like, their relationship is built right <laughs> from the get-go. And it's just, they know they like each other. Yeah. They know they're friends. It's just, you don't think that an angel and a devil can be friends. But it's like, no, they can be. Because they're, they're not they're not as mean or as good as they think they are. They're just playing by the rules of their what yeah. they're told to play. Right? I mean, even the angel is just like, I know I shouldn't. But sometimes you have to do what is right for the good of things, even well, if it means doing something bad. And the devil's the same way. Like, he's just like, I don't give a shit, yeah. but, I mean, I know what's right. I mean, the whole the whole show itself is, you mean, the angel's trying to prevent it, the devil's trying to prevent it, but in the end... neither of them want the world to be destroyed, because exactly. that's where all their stuff is. And that's the thing. <laughs> like, they're doing their role, but at the same time, they realize that if they continue to do what role they need to do they don't get to stay on earth anymore because earth will be destroyed and then they get really upset about that and they're just like we have to put this on pause Mm -hmm. we gotta stop this shit immediately (laughs) 
So it's it's very good, and I I think you all should go watch it. It's very good. It's on um, uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Unfortunately, that's the only place that's available right now. Just get yourself a free trial. Get a free trial. Binge watch it. it. It's great. Uh, but the uh, they are printing a Blu-ray, so oh, it'll fun. be hopefully available for purchase oh, soon. I love and that, that way, you know, if you don't uh, want a Amazon prime subscription then you, that way you don't need to get it exactly okay. all right let's go through the other ones uh the view from the cheap seats was a uh, book of essays and stuff um i didn't i i don't really have a ton of interest in that i prefer to read the fiction so i uh, never read that one blueberry girl i've never heard of mm. uh it's a lot later yeah uh 2009 yeah never heard that one uh, the Monarch of something something. I don't recognize that one either, so... Something, yeah, Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more Sandman, more Sandman. M is for Magic. I never got around to I think I have it downloaded somewhere. Nice. Uh, more Sandman. Uh, Art Matters. That was another series of essays, I believe. Um, don't Panic is the official Douglas Adams uh, guide. Yeah, Douglas Adams, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, uh, I guess it's the, um, I guess it must be a companion book or something. Never read it. Uh, Odd and the Frost Giants did not read. Coraline I read. You read too. I love that one. Uh, Mirror Mask I didn't read, but uh, there is a made-for-TV BBC 4 movie, which I did watch. It's very good. Uh... Black Orchid, no. Sam and Noru, Interworld, no. <laughs> oh my god, he's written way more books than I thought. Yeah, he's got quite a bit now. Uh, let's uh, just get forward. Uh, Sleeper and the Spindle, I have read and I own, and it is very good. That's another one I have to read. It's a Sleeping Beauty, uh, it's like a revisionist Sleeping Beauty. It's very good. Uh, Fortunately, the Milk is my 100% all-time favorite. Because you bought that one for our... One of my friends is. That was kids. the second time. That I was the second it. time you bought it. You bought it. You bought that for her birthday. And then you read it halfway through, and then we had to give it to her for her birthday. So I had to. Yeah. We you went out and bought and another, one. another one. Yeah. Sixteen o two. Marvel sixteen o two. I read a couple of the single issues. I never read the full thing though, so I don't really have an opinion. I mean, it's just what if superheroes, but in the sixteenth century. That's ah. basically it. Uh, Neil Gaiman, Trigger Warning. Uh, I did read that. Um, nowadays, the title would put people off because it's like everybody calls their thing Trigger Warning and it means he's going to be shitty through the whole thing. Uh, when he released that in 2015, uh, the first, like his introduction to it, because it's another collection of short stories and essays and stuff, uh, The his first introduction is like, I love the concept of trigger warnings. I think it's such a, a unique thing that we got, you know, that we get in our timelines, and life doesn't come with a trigger warning, so the fact that we've developed this thing to let people know, hey, this, this could cause this, you this might cause, yeah, this might cause you emotional harm, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how he really lo- loves it as a concept, and that's why he wanted to be like, I'm exploring some things in this book, so I felt it was appropriate to call it the call the book trigger warning because some of this is not going to be this is not a book of happy endings. This is a book of like things that I wanted to talk about. And it was really nice, but now everybody uses the uh 
title trigger warning to be like, I'm a shitty comedian who's out of touch and I'm just going to be edgy by saying a bunch of racist shit. Mm. And now and now it sucks. But so like, basically the, the actual meaning of be- behind the words <clears throat> or the phrase has been twisted well, for, someone mean, owns, for someone's own pro- uh, personal use. The, the purpose of a trigger warning is to warn people that they're about, they're going to talk about something that, that might, yeah, that might cause them emotional harm yeah. if they, you know, dealt with that subject in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, his introduction being like, like, I'm fascinated by this concept because, you know, you don't get those and we've never had these before no one's gonna come to you and be like hey by the way before we get started with this i mean i had a patient the other day that actually kind of as an example yeah right like she straight up told me her feelings and how she felt about the situation that she was about to be put in yeah and i explained to her i said well you know how can i help you how do i how do i make this easy and the further i went into actually explaining the situation or like this procedure she got more and more nervous, and before you know it, she's like, I don't think I can do it today. And I said, that is fine. Yeah. I said, she kept apologizing. I said, don't ever apologize for wanting to be safe and comfortable. I said, this is a healthcare environment yeah. as well as an experience for you, and we want you to constantly come back to us knowing that your well-being is taken care of. I was like, I'm not going to put you in a situation that makes you uncomfortable. I said, just tell, tell me. So yeah. I just... I proceeded to just cancel the test. I gave her her requisition back, and she said she'd come back another day when she's mentally ready. And I'm like, for for those of you who are new or aren't like oh, familiar, I don't think anybody knows what I do. No, Camel uh, is a, a healthcare technician. Uh, she works in a lab and like facilitates uh, patients and stuff. So mm-hmm. just for a little background, if yeah. you're like getting blood work done, you're probably gonna come see her. Yeah, I take um, blood. She takes blood. Uh, Smoke and Mirrors, uh, another collection of short stories I did read. Uh, snow, Glass, and Apples? Don't. Like a Snow White one? Uh, don't like know. He does, I, like, a I, twist on he fairy usu- tales. He usually does, and they're usually pretty pretty gross. Oh, good. He, he's, he's, he gross. He's, he gross. He nasty. He nasty. Um, uh, I didn't read uh, Snow, Glass, that Apple. That one's too I, early. Uh, Fragile Things is another collection of shorts. Uh, I read like half of it. I, n- I never finished it. Mm. Uh, Anansi Boys is his direct follow up to American Gods. And like, it's. You, well, when we were watching it, uh, Anansi, the god that, played by Orlando Jones. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's him, and it's like his story. And, oh, okay, I see. Um. Uh, Anansi Boys was another one that I read about halfway through, got really, um, uh, I became not emotionally capable to finish the book, so I had to set it down and I never came back to it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Ocean at the End of the Lane is a beautiful book, uh, but that is the one that I could have used a content warning about because I have... A aversion to things like parasites and uh, mm-hmm. what the big monster in the book, it, like a big thing of it is like um, ringworms, like the demon monster thing uh, that it deals with because it's it's 
It's a story about... How did you fare with last night's episode of Star Trek, then? It was not great. I can tell, <laughs> we, watched, yeah. we watched Star Trek, and it was... It was but, I mean, it's the, it was about the Trill. And okay, like, so I'm, I'm familiar with the Trill, and as soon, as soon as they're like, he's a Trill, I'm like, okay, I know about the Trill. Okay, so um, I interrupted your story. <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, yeah, I don't handle parasites and stuff well. Ringworm specifically, it's something that scares the living bejesus out of me. Cool. And uh, the story from in the ocean at the end of the lane is this house full of uh, witches and this guy, this kid that meets them and goes to their house and they have this little pond at it that they refer to as the ocean and it's all this stuff but yeah there's a, a monster that tries to possess him to take out the witches and he's got these parasite this parasite in him and they he literally has to remove it the way that you would remove a ringworm and it was very that's nasty i was reading it on an airplane going like oh no, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but otherwise it's a very good book a very beautiful book i like even with my aversion to it, I would still recommend it. Nice. I still, I it's, it's you know, it, you know that it's. I love the book if I keep it after I've read it, yeah. and it is one of the books that's on my shelf. <laughs> nice, because so. usually I donate it or or lend it out. So, hmm. uh, graveyard book, amazing book. It is wonderful. It is a children's book that starts with a line. Uh, it starts with a knife in the darkness. It's. I think this is one you told me about. I really want to read it now, it's too. It's super good. I have it on my Kindle. I can lend it Yay. to you. Yay! <laughs> um, it is the story of... Uh, the assassin is paid to murder this family, and uh, he goes in and kills the mom and the dad and the sister, I think, uh, and he is a two-year-old sleeping in a crib, but he's a precocious two-year-old who escapes his crib and walks out the front door that the murderer left open and walks uh and the murderer is chasing him down and did uh uh believes that the child had escaped into a graveyard and is turned away from the gravekeeper uh that night but the gravekeeper was actually a ghost and the graveyard is full of ghosts and vampires and everything that raised the child. And they raised the child to be, like, paranormal and supernatural. Neat. So he's got, like, the abilities to drift through walls and, Sick. and stuff. And disappear when he doesn't want to be seen. And so he can turn invisible because it's just like, everybody can do this. Ghosts just do, can do it naturally. You just have to learn how to do it. Um, and so it's the story of his, he grow, he's growing up in the graveyard until the point where the vampire is just like, you need to be educated, so we're sending you to school. Oh, <laughs> no. So, yeah. um, I'm sorry, but you're too old now and you yeah, got to get out. <laughs> you're fucking, you're like 13. You have to go get an education. And he, the kid's like, but you're teaching me. And he's like, I'm teaching you. I'm fucking 2,000 years old. I can teach you history and some math, but there's new math. So <laughs> there's, who knows? There's new shit. There's new shit. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a very it's a very good book. It's very sweet. And I have cried. I, I did Aww. cry. I did cry reading it. Uh, Norse mythology. Never read. Don't know what it's about. <laughs> um, Stardust. This one you watched. Do you want to tell, give the synopsis on that one? Uh... You read? You watched? I watched it. Oh, you didn't read it? No. I, uh, I have that it. book, too. I can, I I can read that, that one. one to you. Uh, it's been a while. All I know <clears throat> is there's a guy, and he is looking for Call a... Call him fa- Daredevil. <laughs> Daredevil guy. 
and he's looking for the fallen star. Yes. And he doesn't realize that the fallen <clears throat> star is actually a person. Yes. And then there's witches who are yep. also looking for the star because the star has qualities that will keep them youthful forever. Yeah. But the main witch, she's a bitch. <laughs> no joke. But she's played by this really famous actress. What is her name? Oh, she's, crap. She's super good at being kind of catty and witchy, and I love it because she, she does it so well. Um, but uh, yeah. I, why can I not think of her? I know exactly what she right? looks like, but you I can't You can see it in your head, and uh, you're like, no. But anywho's. Um, it's pretty much about everybody trying to find this one particular person, this fallen star, and the star is pretty much looking for the way back, and the guy and girl meet, fall in love, the witch comes in, tries to wreck shop, and of course, happy ending and all this <laughs> good stuff, but like, it's very sweet romantic story, and I love it very much, because it's romantic, it's fantasy, and it's kind of a fun idea to have a fallen star, you know? To, to personify, to a, personify fallen, yeah. a fallen star because a fallen star is just, it's, it would just be a meteor it would just uh, be a rock Claire Danes Michelle Pfeiffer Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. that was the main witch she <laughs> is fucking hot and she plays an incredible mean nasty witch mean nasty witch she's awesome <laughs> love her in that one love her in that um then Coraline uh, Coraline is amazing both the book and the movie the book is oh, the good. book is a lot. Oh, the book's the best. The book is wonderful. Um, if you've watched the movie, the book is not entirely the same. Um, no. If you've if you haven't read the book but watched the movie and loved the movie, um, one hundred percent read it. It's fucking great. Yes. But agreed. know that a lot of the changes had to be made for time and for like concepts uh, in the movie. It had to be brought down to more of a, a reasonable reasonable idea. Yeah. Because the book itself is a little dark. The book is so dark. It's not it's not as childish as it seems the movie. Like the movie seems fun and playful and it's kind of a cute idea but then you read the book and it's like very heartfelt because they've they had to take so much out that you miss a lot of subtext. the, the yeah. subtext that actually is brought up to it because, like, the dad, the, or the other dad, the other father, <laughs> and the other mother, there's a lot more to it, and you yeah. kind of get your heart broken when you find out about what the other father is mm. and the whole story and all the stuff. It's in the YB thing. There's no YB. There's no YB. There's in no the YB. Yeah. If you've already, if you watch the movie and you think, oh, I'll read the book, and you're expecting YB, there's no YB. YB was put in there for the sake of just putting in an extra it's character narrative, flow. just yeah. for just for the flow. Exactly. I watched it and I'm just like, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I do like YB, but that's fucking bullshit. You ruined the movie already. But then I watched it and I'm like, all right, like, fine. All I right, give you fine. four stars. You don't get a fifth one because you just don't do shit like that. You have a book. <laughs> Well, no. It's, the words are right there. the The difference is that they made a movie and not a series, so this they, is true. they couldn't explore every concept in it. I think they could have done without Bybee, truthfully. I mean, yeah, his character was not. I mean, he's a sweet character, and it kind of played with the idea of having a friend. Cool, but the book itself, she didn't have any friends in the book. You could have done without it. It could have been explained without it. But I guess because that would have been a lot darker and kids probably wouldn't have understood it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what they were thinking. Maybe they're like, well, we don't want this, you know, her to be alone the whole time. Maybe we need an extra character to be like, 
you know, just just so that she doesn't look like she's all by herself. Yeah, in this narrative weird place. flow, trying to. Yeah, uh, I do want to point out that uh, Kamala is currently forcing back tears when she was trying to explain Coraline because she's very emotional. I do. I love Coraline. We've watched it together multiple times. Yes, and I've read the book several times and that book choked me, man. Yeah, it's a yearly watch for us. Uh, And then American Gods, I did read. Uh, American Gods, I mean, if you're uh, currently, like, deciding whether you want to watch American Gods or Good Omens, um, I'd honestly recommend Good Omens first. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. American Gods is very dark. It's, it's, it's super rough. It's really hard going through. It explores a lot of really interesting concepts about theology and but it can get like, belief. But yeah, it's, it is it's very definitely, graphic. if you've never watched anything from Neil Gaiman, never read anything from Neil Gaiman, Good Omens is a place to start because it's gentle. It's it's gentle. It's fun. It it doesn't get nasty. Again, explores the idea of Christianity and Catholicism, which, I like. which is I always love. I like, I, I like interpretation. It's super fun. Religious to see interpretation it. is very interesting to me as like a as a theme. Yeah. Um, also, David Tennant. Oh, he's got the a hot. huge, so huge, cute. huge crush on David. Love Tennant. it. It's beautiful. Um, also, just. The random walk-on uh, uh, roles. Uh, Nick Offerman plays a uh, United States. Um, he's not a president. He's a congressman uh, at the beginning, and I think he's a president at the end. Mm. Uh, he so he's in like two episodes and just like these walk-on roles. Uh, John Ham. Yeah, John Ham. I've been yeah. John Ham. <laughs> um, John Ham is like one of the head angels who's always giving uh, a Zephiel. What, what is that? Zephiel? Yeah, I think a, you're right. Uh, he's always giving him a hard time because he's, you know, bad at being an angel. Um, yeah, apparently. Uh, then, uh, just like it, it's like literally. A zero fail. A zero fail. Let's just run through some of these. Uh, oh, Jack, Jack Whitehall. Whitehall. Jack Whitehall is the uh, um, the witch finder. Uh, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Something. Um, but uh, I don't know, yeah, don't we we, we we like Jack Whitehall. We saw a lot he's of his. So funny. His stand up's very funny. He's a little raunchy, but he's also good. He's uh, an okay raunchy for me. He's an okay raunchy. He's yeah. raunchy in a way that where it's like, uh, here's this raunchy thing, but it's my problem. Yeah, and not, it's here's not a your raunchy, own. Here's yeah. a raunchy yeah. thing about that person. Yeah. Which is the benefit. It's yeah. Like, you can it's... be raunchy about yourself. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, just stellar I... cast, stellar acting, beautiful uh, visuals. Wonderful. 100% recommend. Yes. Recommend. Uh, if you could recommend... Let's, let's go with a single book and a single... Yeah, let's just say a single book uh-huh. from uh, Neil Gaiman. For somebody to start on. Like, if they've never read anything else, maybe they've seen the shows, maybe they haven't. What book are you going to recommend people pick up? Actually, I think, fortunately, the milk is probably... <laughs> oh, yeah. It really is sweet. Plus, with the illustrations. And it's a quick read. Like, yeah. it's one of those really, like, it's one of those things you can literally read within the day. Like, there's yeah, it's, no it's, time at all to get through it because it's the Read way, it on a bus or something. Yeah, it's the, par- like, the way it flows. You can literally get through it within, like, 
an hour or so if you're a quick reader, two or three hours if you're like me and you're slow. But mm. like honestly, you can just breathe through it. And the illustrations are super fun and it's just it's an issue it's the imagination and if you like imagination if you if you find yourself sitting in a room and you're thinking about fun imaginative things when especially when you were a kid this is definitely one of those books yeah. it's like you can see in your head this person making up this story yeah and then you're just like yeah I, I, I would do that. That would be me sitting in that chair explaining this story, and this is the shit I would come up with. So the, the story, fortunately, the milk is a um, uh, a father goes out to pick up milk for his kids so that they can have it with their breakfast, um, and he takes a while to get back from the store, and he tells this very elaborate story about why he was delayed that involves... Time travel, dinosaurs, pirates, vampires, a volcano, volcano, alien, aliens. Uh, it's a wonderful story, and at the end, you're meant to be like, was he making it up or was it real? Is it like a masterclass of fucking with your children, yeah. or is it just a masterclass of I had went on this huge adventure, but it's no big deal, so I'm just kind of ignoring it now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's very wonderful story. It is super wonderful. Um, I would recommend that too, but I'm going to be different. How are you? <laughs> uh, I would say uh, either Coraline or the Graveyard Book. Um, yeah, I was thinking more of an easy flow because like some of them are kind of rough. Yeah. Like I don't think Sandman you should not get mm. into right away, and I haven't even read it. I just it's, I've heard about it. It's and very it brutal. sounds pretty brutal, and like yeah. same with a bunch of the other ones. If you're gonna watch a show, Good Omens. If you're gonna read books. Those three books would probably be the best way to just kind of dive in because it's nice and gentle. It's an ease into it. Plus, they're for teens. Sandman? No, not Sandman. Oh. Like the oh, Graveyard uh, Book, Coraline. Graveyard Book is for like 12 and up, I would yeah. say. Uh, Coraline is probably for like 13, uh, 14 and up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we can do this on a pretty good gradient. Fortunately, The Milk, if you want a kid's book. Uh, Coraline or the Graveyard Books, if you want, like, a early teen book. Uh, if you want, like, more adult reading, uh, Stardust, if you want a romance. Yeah. Good Omens, if you want something fun and weird. Yeah. And watch Good Omens, watch Coraline, yeah. watch Lucifer. Uh, yeah. The show Lucifer is based off of uh, oh, Lucifer. <laughs> Lucifer. Lucifer appears in Sandman, and he also appears in um, Hellblazer, which uh, John Constantine was created in part by yeah. uh, uh, Neil Gaiman as well. Lucifer's on Netflix, Lucifer and there's is on four Netflix. seasons. Season five is on its way. I'm so excited. It's not. Uh, it's not one to one for Neil Gaiman's interpretation of Lucifer in that show, but inspired by the character that he helped. Uh, establish. And it does say that. Yeah. At, in the inspired the, by inspired Neil by, Gaiman's yeah. uh, character, and also uh, in later seasons, in like season three, uh, there is a what if episode that is narr narrated by the voice of God, which is Neil Gaiman. I love it. <laughs> it's so which is good. Great. Um. That is it. I forgot to tweet that we were recording. Did you tweet? Mm -mm. No. That's so okay. I guess we kind of didn't know if we were going to do it today or not. That's true. It's kind of late recording for us. Yeah, we usually record a couple days earlier than now, but I've just been exhausted. It's um, okay. We can so just recommend something else. Our friends 
at home are super interested in. I'm looking. He's looking around, around my craft room right now. Uh, Be careful. People at home are interested in Play-Doh. <sighs> okay. Play-Doh, the modeling clay for children, or Plato, the. <laughs> The philosopher. <laughs> One of those twos. I don't know. I swallow my consonants pretty pretty much always. I'm so good with that. You, it's up to you to decide. You, d- you decide. Um, <laughs> whatever you're into. Whatever you're into. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, Kamala can be found on Twitter at... Nova Berries and Instagram at Nova Berry Blue. And you can find me at uh, Twitter at Tess Scud. Instagram is ted.scudsworth, T E H dot Scudsworth. Uh, all of the links are on the west uh, on the uh, websites uh, scudsworth.com. Uh, we have a Patreon. If you have uh, some money, you want to support us in making this just excellent content mm. that we're making. Mm. Uh, it's patreon.com slash T-E-H-S-C-U-D. So patreon.com slash Uh I recently started a coffee as well. I mentioned the last episode. So uh, ko-fi dot scudsworth or dot com slash scudsworth. Uh, that is a non-recurring donation. If you have three bucks you want to toss our way. Uh, that'd be friggin' rad. If you have three bucks every month you want to toss our way, that's Patreon. Um, and as always, uh, share this with your friends, like, subscribe, give us a rating, a review. Uh, word of mouth is super important, so, like, if you're a Neil Gaiman fan and you are having trouble articulating what what makes you so interested in it, maybe share this with your friends. Maybe they'll get that same feeling uh, feeling listening to us, and you know, then you can lend them your copy of Fortunately the Milk that you'll sure never you get, get back. back. No. Yeah, <laughs> I say make sure. Make sure. I'd be putting like one of those cards, like the library, be like, this comes back. Oh in yeah, a, a little week. stamp card. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, if you give them a timeline, then they return it and they don't read it. That's true. Yeah. I'd just be like, you have a year to read it. If I don't get this book back, you owe me a book. No, I've had to have somebody buy me a book because they ruined my book. You ruined a book of mine when we first started I know, and I, actually, I, I, have, I have offered to buy you no, a book. No, no, it's okay. Um, that's, I, uh, it breaks my heart. No, no, no. Uh, see, I tease her, and then, she, then she's like... Then I want to cry. No, don't cry. No, <laughs> uh, uh, no uh, all that stuff I said. Um, like, describe. Uh, and remember, remember to like what you want to like. However you want to like it. However much you want to like it. And don't be a jerk yeah. if somebody else likes something and you don't. Yeah. If just, you don't like something, just... Yeah. Just let them have their opinion. Yeah. You have yours. They have theirs. Just... This sign-up is oh, getting wordier and, every time Yeah, but I mean, yeah, well, that <laughs> ending part usually does. It, it, yeah, well, it just... Well, because, like, what you want to like, however you want to like it, however mm-hmm. much you want to like it, I mean, adding on to it... I mean, it doesn't. it goes without saying, but if you don't like something, you don't have to. But, I, but yeah. Yeah, just don't yeah. be an asshole. Just don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. yeah. All right. We love you and we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. I love you too. Oh, I love I also, you. Oh, I love you. How? Oh. Oh. <laughs> so much love.
Hi, this is Josh. I do a podcast with my friends June. Hello. And Haley. Hey. And we would like you to come listen to it. It is called Everything is the Worst, which everything is. And we talk about weird news articles that uh, we find on the internet from time to time. Uh, like June might come up with an article like... Um, there was that time the birds were stealing fish from the uh, the local restaurant. Yeah, I, I enjoy weird bird articles for some reason. Or Haley might bring an article like... The uh, group of people that was a hoax that were planning to raid Area 51. Or we might have a visit from the ever-terrifying Florida man. So if you like hearing the weird stuff that happens in the world... Uh, and you're too lazy to look on the internet yourself, uh, come listen to Everything is the Worst. It is a podcast on the internet. You can find it at scudsworth.com or on iTunes if you just search for Everything is the Worst. And uh, allow us to play you out.